0: Welcome to the LSEG Sustainable Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Jane Goodland, and today we're in the green room segment with our expert, Lily Dye, who's a senior research lead in our sustainable investment research team. And she's an expert on everything green. So we talk taxonomies, definitions, environmental benefits, and more. So without further ado, let's get into the conversation. So hello Lily, it's great to speak to you. This is going to be so interesting because I know very little about green taxonomies and hopefully you're going to enlighten me and everyone else that's listening as well. But before we start, tell us a bit about you, where are you in the world today for example, and what's your career been like so far?
1: Thank you for having me, it's great to be here. Hello, everyone. My name is uh, Lily Dai. I'm a Senior Research Lead at Sustainable Investment Research Team at London Stock Exchange Group. I'm focusing on the research regarding green economy, sustainable finance taxonomies, and providing you know IP methodologies and data solutions, and the running data analysis as well. Before I joined LSEC, I was with Climate Bonds Initiative and non in for Profits, focusing on developing standards for the green bond market. I think that's you know my career starts with taxonomy, and I'm working on taxonomy. It's one of my favorite topics. At this very moment, I'm actually in China visiting my family after two years of the lockdown in in China. I'm very happy to be here, and I look forward to the discussions.
0: I'm not sure your family are going to let you leave after two year absence, but uh, it's great to speak to you today. So. Let's start by getting into what we mean by green. So we talk about green taxons. What do we actually mean by green?
1: And also, I'm I'm kind of curious, why do we need the label? Yeah, sure. It's a very good question. And I think it's a fundamental question to our financial markets. I think green represents environmental benefits. It can be climate change mitigation, it can be pollution control, it can be the ecosystem restoration, biodiversity protection. It can be related to product and services like companies providing renewables and water treatment equipment. And we also talk about green finance and investments, which are financial activities supporting green business. And I think the point of labelling these green product and services, uh, fundamentally, it is to make our life easier to identify these green products and services and direct capital flows towards the green economy, in particular for investors and, and policymakers. So if you think about the, the first green bond in 2008, it was because a, a group of Swedish pension funds, they called the World Bank Treasury. They were like, You know, we want to support climate, but we don't know how to find climate projects. That's how the World Bank started to, looking for green projects, and then they issued the first green bond in 2008. And very similar for uh, equities as well, at FTSE Russell, we started in 2008 with impacts asset management. We built the environmental markets index series. We select companies with revenues generated from green products and services. And initially, it was just for index purpose, and then we realized actually investors and and the regulators are looking for the underlying data to see who are the green companies, green products, services and how much revenue is generated from them. That's how you know we started develop the uh, green revenues data to provide more transparency and to label green activities and and green companies. So this all sounds
0: very sensible, but something tells me that it's not quite as straightforward as just labelling kind of what products and services or activities are green, because I'm assuming that everyone has a slightly different view of what constitutes an environmental benefit and therefore how that transposes into a taxonomy or a classification system, right?
1: Yeah, that's a very good point. So I think in a way, all the climate and environmental challenges we are facing is a global issue. We should be looking at very similar environmental and climate solutions. I think we all agree renewables is, is growing and you know wastewater treatment is growing. However Different countries and, and regions have their own pathway, they have their own climate commitments, they have different deadlines or contribution to, to the climate, they have different targets, and of course the economic development is different. So that makes them have a bit different focus on green activities and, and the classification systems and taxonomies. For example, I think the starting point for the EU taxonomy is about climate change. So they spend a lot of time on the climate change mitigation. Trying to identify activities making contribution to reduce carbon emissions. Well in the case of China, for example, the starting point was the uh, air pollutions and land contamination, etc. So they are focusing more on the waste uh, management and pollution control. But if you look at the technologies, a lot of them are very similar. We are doing research mapping different taxonomies, including the EU taxonomy, the China catalog for green bond issuance, our own green revenues classification system, and the common ground taxonomy, which was established by the uh, platform, international platform of sustainable finance, trying to improve the standardization of taxonomies. And we found that the majority of the green activities are very similar. But of course, different countries will have different threshold and criteria. They have different national standards for green technologies, which will have different countries and 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 region will have different features of the taxonomies, which is a challenge for us. But that's a problem, though, right? That's a problem for yeah an equity investor,
0: let's say, who's running a global portfolio and wants to get exposure to this theme globally, but then has to dissect and kind of yeah sort of understand all of these different jurisdictions and 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 just that seems that seems like overcomplication, really I mean how ridiculous is that in terms of could we ever get to a global taxonomy ever
1: (laughs) I think that's the goal and I doubt that we're going to have a global taxonomy that every country and every region will subscribe but what we are trying to push is the inter operability of all these different taxonomies. So the platform, the international platform of sustainable finance, I've just mentioned, they established the common ground taxonomy drawing um, from the experience from China and Europe They are coming up with a framework to compare different taxonomies. And the UK Green Technical Advisory Group, I'm involved. We are also developing kind of reports and recommendations on how to improve. Well, first, to recognize this issue and what are the challenges it creates. As you said, you know, corporates are going to have a lot of burden on disclosure. Investors need to navigate different taxonomies. And what are the, you know, approach to improve the interoperability of the taxonomies. We discussed, you know, maybe we use a very similar uh, classification system of activities themselves, the technologies, and the metrics we want them to, and the threshold that we want these activities to meet. And of course, the reporting regimes, whether there will be equivalent information, among different taxonomies. These are all, I think, issues we are we are working on right now.
0: But in terms of things like the way in which companies are even classified into sectors, that's an issue, isn't it? Because one of the things that we see is that effectively green is spread across the economy, right? We don't have a sector called green. And therefore, it's almost like the infrastructure that exists to categorise companies feels really almost a bit out of date, actually, because you mentioned disclosure and how important corporate disclosure is. And I'm assuming, correct me if I'm wrong, that's because we don't have a way in our established systems to be able to categorise this. So we rely on companies to disclose where they're getting their revenues from, whether that's green or not, which feels like a bit of a sticking plaster, really. So talk to me about corporate disclosure and, and maybe how we can do something different.
1: I think it's very true that current classification systems focus on the conventional business, that it doesn't really differentiate product and services with or without environmental benefits. I think that's why we are having, you know, developing sustainable finance taxonomies. We have our green revenues classification system. But I think puts the taxonomies aside, even though we have a perfect taxonomy, covers a lot of activities with very straightforward criteria that everyone agreed. It's still quite challenging for us to assess companies because of the lack of disclosure at this moment. All these taxonomies are not embedded in the existing accounting standards, reporting standards, yet. I know the EU Commission is trying to establish more regulation and reporting regimes, but at this moment, we haven't seen much disclosures yet. If you look at our data, only 30% of our companies are reporting very detailed breakdown of green products and, and services. It's very important because we notice that there are many green companies, but they may not tell you how much revenue is generated from their green activities or they may not break down their green product and services. Even we know they do have green activities based on our analyst's assessments, based on our screening process. And if you don't ignore them because they don't have disclosure, then you're potentially missing a very significant investment opportunities.
0: So investors looking to invest in that kind of growth story in the green economy, effectively might be missing those companies. Is that what you're saying? Is that they're not spotting those companies because they can't see those green revenues? Yeah. So from the corporate perspective the benefit of disclosing in that way would be about trying to appeal to a different mix of investors or, or kind of investors looking for that theme. Yeah. So that, I guess, that makes sense why companies should should be open to disclosing. But that, like you say, it's not common practice, is it? It's only a third of companies doing that. Can you talk to me a little bit about, I guess, getting back to the why? So I think it can get quite technical quite quickly when we talk about taxonomies. But fundamentally this is about a way to fuel investment in the solutions of the future right yeah so how do we not get bogged down in the technicalities of regulation and the taxonomies and none of them agreeing and you know there's a whole host of kind of challenges here but how do we get back to that original question which is fueling the growth of the green economy
1: i think we need a bit of market education as well for corporates to understand why they should start disclosing i think you know when we engage with companies sometimes we don't get a lot of response because they they lack kind of incentives to disclose if we explain to them that actually it's benefit for them and investors actively looking at that i think uh, companies will be more willing to disclose in addition to the requirements under the regulation and then i also think we should take a step back The regulation can make it very complicated. The EU taxonomy, you have many criteria regarding the substantial contribution, the do no significant harm and minimum safeguards. And investors, some of them can become quite conservative and a lot of their sustainable fund labels, they have been dropping because they are kind of holding back. But I think we should take a step back and think about, you know, we are looking at climate solutions and we shouldn't just be or be very conservative because of the regulation. And, you know, these are green technologies. We should increase our investments. And a lot of analysis have shown that we need, uh, I think, about uh, 100 to 200 trillion investments by 2050, so we can be on track of the uh, 1.5 degrees. So I think for from investors and corporates' point of view, we should look at the technology themselves, whether they are making contribution to climate solutions or you know, environmental solutions, biodiversity, et cetera, or not, and increase the transparency of the business activities and connect with uh, international standards. I think regulation is one story or one part of the whole picture, but increasing investments and capital flows I think that's the fundamental thing we should do as in the financial markets
0: focus on really what we're trying to achieve let's change tack a little bit here Lily because one of the things that I wanted to cover with you is we've talked about green so we've talked about the starting point being climate or air pollution for example in China it seems to be very clearly in the environmental camp But we all know that sustainable development and a sustainable economy and society is is not just about environmental protection. Actually, it's about social inclusion and progress on that front too. So I guess I'm going to ask the really hard question about how come we don't have social taxonomies
1: and if not, why not? I think sometimes we might forget that taxonomy is one of the many tools to address sustainability issues or even the environmental climate issues. Ultimately, it's a classification system. It's a binary system telling you which activity is green or which is not. When it comes to social, I think it's much more complicated than that. We can say solar is green. We can say, you know, fossil fuel is not. But for social, we have to look at the impact, not just activity itself, but also the around the, tech, uh, the activity, the community, the ecosystem, what is the impact of that. I don't think taxonomy is the right approach to tackle that, frankly. We have other data, you know, we have ESG data, we have corporate engagements, and we look at how they mitigate the social impact or how they improve the social benefits for the company, for the employee, or for the broader uh, community. And for other environmental staff, you know, we have carbon emissions, we have ESG rating, we have the Transition Pathway Initiative to measure companies' transition efforts. I think taxonomy is one of many tools provided for investors to address sustainability issues. So... I guess it's not the perfect or the right one to address social issues. And we know the EU uh, technical group has been looking at this and, you know, it, it looks very complicated if you just rely on the taxonomy a classification system. So I think we should rely and, and utilise other data set we have as well to address this.
0: OK, and I suppose that really lends itself towards, I guess, a, a way of allocating capital that is quite thoughtful around the holistic value proposition as opposed to a binary sort of yes and no. It, it, it creates social value, for example, which I guess speaks more easily to some investment styles than others. So going back to the green side of the equation after a short dalliance on the social side, I know that you guys published a report last year about looking to size the green economy and looking at the growth. Is that something that you're going to redo uh, this year? And can you give it- any little early indications of what some of the outcomes might be but I, I don't want to put you on the spot Lily so please, please don't give away any secrets I don't I don't want to get you into trouble
1: no problem yes we this is our I think we're building it as a flagship report that we update every year and every year in addition to kind of any update on the size of the green economy the growth the performance every year we add a bit of discussion for example this year We will talk about the the volatility in the markets. We last year we touched a little bit about that. But I think if you look at the last two years, the market is actually quite challenging or there are many changes due to COVID, due to the energy prices. And we will have a bit of discussion about the performance. We'll have a deep dive into all these issues related to energy. And I think we will continue the discussion on the revenue. Uh, versus market capitalization uh, growth. So if you look at the size, uh, market capitalization of green companies, you might notice the size of green economy has dropped due to the overall equity market changes. But I think the revenue growth is, is still quite stable. And I think we will also discuss more kind of a long-term uh, You know, drivers of the green economy, including, I think this year, we want to discuss the climate finance, the fund flows, who's investing in climate solutions and where does capital come from, I think for funds and for the capital flows in the real economy as well. I'm going to stop here. I don't think I should share with you too much about the reports, but I think the last thing is that we're planning to publish the report in Q2 this year. So I look forward to more discussions with you then.
0: Okay, so Lily, I won't ask you to reveal any more secrets, but I'm, I will keep an eye out for that report because it does sound really interesting. And and I think a really kind of important thing to follow and have the data points. I think the thing that's quite interesting is actually that that report covers just the equity market and doesn't look at the bond issuance side of things. And actually, I think some of the interesting things that you've been talking about is how taxonomies in the bond space and the debt issuance almost feels a bit easier than it does on the equity side. So any final thoughts about equities versus bonds in the green economy?
1: Like you said, it's almost easier to apply the taxonomies in the bond space because normally when you want to issue a green bonds, you have to select a range of green projects and and assets based on a catalogue or a classification system, a taxonomy. So naturally, the issuer will report the information on that, on the use proceeds, and sometimes they also report, you know, the impact of the the proceeds, the carbon emissions, etc but for the equity it's it's a slightly different story because if i'm a company and i'm not actually issuing green bonds i may not disclose so much information about my underlying assets or projects and naturally i will have less data points for investors or for companies like us to look at to assess companies so i think it's Yes, like you said, it's more challenging, I think, in the equity space. I
0: do feel as if I've had a bit of a um, an education today. And thank you so much, because actually this can get like quite complicated and technical. So thanks very much, Lily, for taking us through the journey of understanding the why of taxonomies. And actually not to forget the role of good corporate disclosure on this and remembering this is all to simulate real world output and outcomes, isn't it? So um, thank you very much for your time and your expertise and sharing that with us. Thank you so much indeed. And a uh, safe journey home. Thank you. So that's it for this week's episode of the Elseg Sustainable Growth Podcast. If you're not already following us, then give us a follow and rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have questions, comments, or someone you'd like us to talk to next, then do drop us a line at fmtlseg.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.